Welcome to Candid Catholic Convos, a program brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Harrisburg. Our mission is to humanize the church and help you to grow in your faith, love, and understanding. I'm your host, Rachel Trochet, a cradle Catholic who's only human and struggled with faith on more than one occasion. Each week, you'll hear engaging, down-to-earth interviews and actionable strategies you can implement into your life with ease to help you grow closer to God. If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. If you're like me and your kids are in Catholic school, or maybe your kids are older, but they attended Catholic school in the past, or you yourself went to Catholic school, then you know this week is a big one. It's Catholic Schools Week. This was always my favorite week as a student in Catholic school. We had dress down days, ice cream treats, teacher versus student volleyball games, all the fun celebrations a kid could ask for. I didn't know this at the time, but Catholic Schools Week is actually about so much more than that. Thinking of school as a place where our children are entertained or disciplined or kept busy or babysat is just as much a disservice to them as it is to us. At a Catholic school, education is more than just a requirement or a means to prevent truancy. It's an occasion to celebrate learning, develop talents, create lifelong bonds, and to love and serve God every day. The beautiful thing about a Catholic education is that the tenets of the Catholic faith, along with an emphasis on academic excellence, actually creates a culture where every student is educated holistically, developing women and men who value community, human dignity, and solidarity. The National Catholic Educational Association oversees the education of more than 1.7 million students all across the country. Catholic high school graduation rates are over 90%, producing leaders and people who care for others and our world. Catholic school students are more likely to vote, to participate in service activities, and to work hard for the common good. During the pandemic, Catholic schools in our diocese have successfully offered in-person instruction almost every day, providing children with not only an optimal learning environment, but also an atmosphere that is supportive of their social and emotional health. In this manner, Catholic schools have served the common good and afforded students with opportunities to develop their minds, bodies, and spirits. And this should be celebrated. I'm very excited to be joined by Daniel Breen, the superintendent of Catholic schools for the Diocese of Harrisburg, to explain to us why Catholic education is fundamental in building a strong foundation for our children and the amazing things happening with the future of Catholic schools in our diocese right now. Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. I know the snow just started falling, so it's a little quiet outside. Um, Mm -hmm. It might be a little bit loud in my house because we're recording via Zoom today. So you might hear my dog or my kid. Um, But I'm really excited that we got this chance to virtually sit down together and talk about Catholic Schools Week. It's a it's a pleasure, Rachel. Thanks thanks for the opportunity. It's nice to reconnect with you through uh, through the podcast here. And um, yeah, Catholic Schools Week is upon us, and it's always 
a lot of fun and exhilarating and exhausting and, and uh, a great celebration all, you know, all, all, all at once. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Catholic schools week was always my favorite week growing up. I went to Catholic school from kindergarten to eighth grade. And I was like, this was the week that we got to do all the fun stuff. So, you know, but growing up and now having kids in Catholic school myself, it's a little bit more robust than just doing all the fun stuff. It means so much more, um, especially with our Catholic faith. And the last time we spoke was just about a year ago. I remember we chatted about how well Catholic schools in the diocese were doing, how we had seen a 6% increase in enrollment during the pandemic, which is huge considering, you know, enrollment had been steadily declining over the last decade or so, and that our retention rate was, was very high as well. So how are the schools doing this year overall with enrollment? You know, it, um, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to say we're we're doing we're doing really well, and I, you know, I thank God for His providence and 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 helping us to uh, serve more more students. So, right from the fall of 20 to the fall of 21, we grew by about six percent in total enrollment across the diocese, and then from the fall of 21 to the fall of 22, we grew by an additional one percent um, across the. He's looking at, you know, the, again, all the schools combined. Uh, and so, so really 7% in, in two years. And, you know, what, what, what I think is remarkable about the second year of increase, Rachel, is first of all, not every Catholic diocese grew uh, from last year to this. So it's not a foregone conclusion that that, that would happen. So that that's number one. But, but secondly, what's neat about this second year consecutive year is that you know all schools really are were open this fall and so people were actively choosing to be with us it's not just that uh they might have been faced with an inconsistent school schedule in the public schools it's that they they actively chose to be with us and i think the the word of mouth on the schools um hopefully we're be becoming less of a well-kept secret. Um, so I, I think those are all very positive signs towards the the vitality and the success of our schools that we, you know, we continue to grow. And uh, we have a bit of a, a moment here that we're, we're trying to seize and to, to build on um, again, looking to next year. So yeah, I, I praise God for, for all of this. That's all such great news, especially considering you know in the past it, it's been it's been trending downwards and now it seems to be trending the opposite way which is very exciting um like you said to show that we are kind of the best kept secret <laughs> in education now yeah. as i understand it every year the national assessment of educational progress releases a report cards of sorts showing the academic performance of students nationwide. And if we're going to continue the report card metaphor, how well did Catholic schools do? Right. So, you know, we're we're Catholic institutions, but we're we're schools as well. And so while we um pride ourselves on teaching the Catholic faith to our our, our students, um our academics are also important. And so and and things are measured these days and we need to we need to measure them. So so, right. So to to capture the point you're you're speaking of, uh, this October, we had really 
what might be considered the first uh, post-COVID um, set of academic results across the country. And so it gave uh, gave the country a snapshot, if you will, of academic performance. So the NAEP is sometimes called the nation's report card. And so those results came out in uh, just, just this last October. Now, we do have schools of ours that participate in the NAEP every every time it's offered. So um, they'll approach me and ask for permission to to approach the schools. And we, we always want our schools to, have, to be represented in there. Um, but NAEP will not break out that information. They won't tell you how your schools did. They just give you national information. And so if we're going to find out how we did, we really need to use other measurements, right? And so... So a couple of years ago, we started using Renaissance star tests. And uh, in fact, there's tens of thousands of students throughout the country that that use it, and some in public and some in non-public schools, um, including in, in Pennsylvania. Um, so some public and some non-public schools both participate in Renaissance star testing. Right. So I'm, um, I mean, I'm very pleased and honored to say that we um, are performing in general terms a good 18 to 20 points higher than our public school counterparts, both in reading and in math. Um, now, this is a test purely for elementary grades. Uh, just to be just to be clear, this is uh, typically um, uh, we're we're not really comparing high schools here. Um, it's really elementary grades, but. NAEP uses fourth grade and eighth grade in particular, and so so to that. You know, to that extent, we're we're using a similar analogy, and that is we're using elementary performance in there. So, and you know, what's neat is uh, I don't know that any EP does this, but it, with our Renaissance star testing, there's really two broad measurements that we're using. One of them is proficiency, and the other is growth. And so, um, so we look at both. Um, in other words, we expect. We expect every child to be known and loved and every child to grow, to improve with us. Every child deserves to learn every day. And so that's uh, that that's near and dear to our hearts. And so growth, and the principals have heard me say this, um, you know, a ridiculous amount of times, that growth is one of those most important indicators for us, that children will be in different places when they come to us, but they must continue to grow and we must continue to push um, and help them uh, alongside with their parents get to a, a better place um, academically. So, so we look at growth and we look at uh, performance as well. And you know, praise God, we're we're doing well and considerably above our public school counterparts in those in those areas. I love what you said about growth isn't just the number on the test score. There are lots of other areas that children grow into, and they might not all grow at the same pace. Um, and I just love that that feeling of knowing that you know as a Catholic school parent, knowing that my child isn't just a number, my child isn't just a test score, like his worth isn't determined by how well he does on a test and that Catholic schools actually take all of that into the account. Like, yes, they might do really well on tests or they might do poorly on a test, but they're really good at, you know, being kind to their neighbor or, or you know, growing in other areas that aren't solely measurable by a test score. And I think that is invaluable in education. So I really appreciate you touching on that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, we're, we're, we're in an age of testing, 
but human beings are not measured by tests, right? So they're, um, they're, they're important indicators. You have to have data to go by. Things need to be measured and you need outside verification of how you're doing, right? And that's why we use outside testing because we need someone besides ourselves to, to let us know how we're doing. We need, we need uh, points of comparison. And so, so, you know, while it's important, um, I think the benefit of what we do is it's not a high stakes test, but it's a test. Uh, th this is a test that kids take three times a year. Um, so it's not it's not some big end of year high stakes event. Um, honestly, you can take if you take the math and the reading, you could do both of them in a total of an hour. Um, so so it's not and and Renaissance star testing has has created a very really remarkable way to get an accurate read on both growth and on proficiency in really a total of an hour of testing. And that's very doable within the school day. And we do that three times a year. So we get to measure uh, regularly instead of, you know, kind of a once in a blue moon type of uh, situation. Yeah, that's pretty cool that you can see where the child is at, depending on what time of year it is, because maybe they haven't covered a certain topic yet, or maybe they're that you can see you can see the growth throughout the year. And I love that the Renaissance star testing kind of really lets you dial in really deep to figure out, you know, what's working and what's not and how yeah. the different grade levels are doing. I think that's, I think that's really cool. And that's really great news that the schools are doing so well proficiency wise. And at the end of 2022, we got some more good news about a partnership with Redefined Advisors, LLC, and the Educational Improvement Tax Credit. Can you unpack this for us? What does it mean? And why should we be excited for the future of Catholic education with this partnership? Yeah, wow. Where do I begin? Um, yeah, thanks, Rachel. So uh, the, this is a this is a really beautiful development here for us. So, you know, just trace the story back a little bit. So we, we have a lot of gifts in Pennsylvania, and one of them is the Educational Improvement Tax Credit, EITC, as we call it. Um, Pennsylvania's goes back 20 years now. So it's one of the older ones in the country. And so, uh, you know, we we have for a long time taken advantage of it, but not nearly to the extent that we could have. And so that's and that became clear to me through a number of things. Uh, most prominently, when we were creating a vision for our schools last year, we were creating a strategic vision for our schools together. And in that process, we did hundreds and hundreds of surveys and interviews and uh, got a really good cross section. And in those in those interviews, we were you know, running focus groups, and only about thirteen percent of the people who were with us, these are stakeholders who were, you know, on board with us. Only thirteen percent of them had a working knowledge of EITC at all, and so that kind of floored me, thinking, "My goodness, if if the people who want us to succeed really don't understand it, then we have a lot of work to do." Here and we have a lot of opportunity, and so, so pretty soon after that, um, I reached out to Redefined Advisors, who are based in the Altoona Johnstown Diocese, and they were doing really good work already with the Catholic schools there. 
And so I asked them if they would be willing to talk to me about Harrisburg. And lo and behold, they said, you know what, you were next on our list to call. And so so we we just had a synergy there, I think, from the beginning. And so so we we sat down and you know we're we're very clearly on the same wavelength and valued the same things. Um and they're they're working really exclusively with Catholic schools. And so really what they have done is they've they've come in and, and they're able to work with they, they don't really work with our schools as a whole. They work with individual schools that want to work with them. And so that's that's what they've done. And when you sign on with them, they really will, number one, they will educate your community about what the EITC program is and how one participates in it, um, what the value is of that. And so so education is is number one. They're kind of an educational organization that way. And we have so many people that want to give, so many people that want to help us and support us, but they just don't know how. And so that's what Redefined Advisors has done. Nobody wants to mess with taxes, right? So taxes are scary to everybody. Um, so, but they will cut through the uh, the craziness there, and they'll say, "Look, it really comes down to this. Pennsylvania has put aside four hundred and five million dollars in their state tax credit program, and just had a huge increase in it." This is how you participate. This is what you do. You need this form and that form. You know, if you make between you know this amount of money and this amount of money in your household, you can participate. And so, in turn, what we have now is we have principals participating in this program. We have teachers, we have pastors, and we have an overwhelming number of parents participating in this program. They've always wanted to give. They just didn't know how. And so now there's a vehicle. That gap has been closed. And now there's a vehicle to do it. And Redefined is working with about two-thirds of our schools directly at the moment. Some of our schools were were doing very advanced work already in the EITC program, but many, many were not. They just didn't have the resources yet to do it. And so, um, so they're coming alongside those schools. And gosh, in six months – we ended up with about $1.2, $1.3 million. Um, so That's in new, insane. Yeah, it really, it's 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 really amazing. And it's just symptomatic of how how much you know good people want to do and uh, you know how this is an untapped resource. And we're just getting started. And so, and all of this money, just to be clear, this is purely for financial assistance. That's all it is. Um, it does not go to the diocese in any way. It doesn't go to the operating fund of the school. It goes purely to help parents uh, become part of our Catholic school community and to stay there. And so that's really what it is. So now, to be clear, what these um, ladies from Redefined Advisors, Brooke and Elise, have done is really they have really reached our parents. And so the giving that happens really happens through special purpose entities, which are vehicles that allow uh, individuals, not companies so much, but individuals to give through the state tax credit program. And so that has been just a massively untapped resource for us. And so, um, and, and, and really people are already paying these taxes. And what you're doing is just saying, hey, I know Pennsylvania can only set aside so much, but I'm going to claim a credit. And that means, you know, I'm I'm able to do this. The state will allow it. And so, and once I get the credit, I just need to 
say, hey, I'm redirecting my dollars. And then boom, it really, it, 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 it happens from there. And so, so we have, I mean, I'll give you a couple of examples. We have one elementary school of 200 kids. They've brought in $250,000 alone at that school. Uh, we have um, another elementary um, that just signed on. They brought in 60,000 in the first week, in the first week, right? And again, and this is all money that can be used for next school year for the 23-24 school year, it will be available uh, then. And people will sign on for a two-year period. And what we're trying to do is create a culture of giving, a culture of participating, so that people will, you know, and, and if we have a lot of people who will participate, then as people graduate, um, you know, their children graduate and they have other uh, philanthropic interests, then more people hopefully will come in and say, hey, this is what we do, this is who we are. We pitch in, we participate. This is easy. We have people to help us do it. Um, so that's kind. Of, it's kind of a cultural shift that we're trying to create. And boy, is it working! I'll say so, that is remarkable. Yeah, it's really about. I mean, for financial aid for next year, is is about a twenty five percent increase when you look at total diocesan numbers from what it was uh, for the current year. And so, and I thought we were all already doing pretty well, but this is a massive, massive bump. And to move the needle in this area is tough. So we should all be collectively um, just, you know, just pleased as punch at what we're, what we're able to achieve. And, um, you know, I, I'm just so touched by the generosity of people and so grateful to have found partners to help us with this. Simple Tuition Solutions is a great partner with us. Uh, Redefined Advisors is a great partner with us. And we need, you know, it's just like human beings in this world need, everyone needs help at some point, right? And and Catholic schools need good partners. So um, that's, you know, we've, we've been able to find them. And so, so I, again, thank God for his providence and I'm grateful for all of the people who are um, coming alongside us, you know, uh, to, to help us do this important work, Rachel. Absolutely. And I love that we have these partners in, in redefined advisors and simple tuition solutions. I had a spiritual director on a few weeks ago who Mm -hmm. mentioned that we are the hands and feet of Jesus. So having all these people working together um, to help families have a Catholic education if, if they so desire it um, is super important. And I, I kind of want to go back to that for a minute, because mm-hmm. if we're being candid, it's it's not uncommon for a family who doesn't participate in Catholic education to have misconceptions about the cost. But for others, it's a very real deterrent because of financial insecurity. Can you expand a little bit more on how this partnership will benefit those families who want to give their children a Catholic education, but maybe can't afford it? Right. You know, when you, when you think, you always have to stop and think about what you hold dear, right? And and there are, and nationally, we've established uh, best practices in Catholic education, and there are certain concepts that we focus on. And one of those concepts is accessibility. And we we strive really, really hard to make a Catholic education accessible to people. And that's why we have fought for so long to keep tuition down um, and to do more with less. Um, So to try to make it accessible to people. Now, the reality is 
when when you look at what tuition costs, as as hard as we try, a lot of people will look at it and say, "Gosh, I you know, I'm already paying in so many bills per month. How can I add even a little bit more? Even if they are helping me, even if they are trying to keep it really keep it down, and I believe they are, I'm not sure I can add something else." And so, so this kind of goes hand in glove with redefined advisors under the heading of education, right? And so, um, one of our big goals for this coming year is to really dramatically increase the number of applications for a financial assessment. And that's kind of what we call it. It's a financial assessment. Let's just see where you are. And once we know where you are, you know, now we have information and information is power. And that get, that can lead to tools that we need to try to help you. And schools have different buckets of, of scholarship funds, depending on the school. And so, um, what we're trying to say is, hey, let's let's see where you are, what your needs are, and let's match you up with the right um, the right program to try to help you get into our school and then stay at our school. So, um, right. So it it's all under the heading of accessibility, and there are you know just statistically speaking, a couple of things happen. One of them is uh, we know this through surveys, people stop themselves at the door and they say, whoa, hold on, I can't afford that. And it's perception more than reality. Um, so because when you break it down and you allow us to work with you, we generally get it done. Um, so so that's number one. But then secondly, there has to be an understanding that many people also can't afford it. And so that has to be a commitment from uh, from us to say, we, want to, we, we need to help you afford it. That has to be something that we strive to meet all financial need um, in our schools, um, and so we're we're moving the needle in that direction, and it's it's an exciting time to uh, to 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 be part of it. That's wonderful, and and like you said, um, the perception might not be reality. I feel like it's such a like a taboo kind of topic that like oh, people just assume that it's right. so expensive without actually doing you know, the, the research to find out, you know, maybe, maybe we can afford it, or maybe, um, there are other ways to access a quality Catholic education. And I feel like once, you know, once the education is, is there and people realize that it's there and they take advantage of it, they might look at Catholic education differently and, and decide to enroll. So what impact could you see this having on the community if more, families opted to take a deeper look into their finances and find that, yes, this is something that we want and can make feasible for our situation. We've unfortunately run out of time, but if you'd like to hear the rest of this episode, you can listen to us anytime on Spotify under Candid Catholic Convos, or you can download this episode from our website at hbgdiocese.org. Thank you so much for listening. Our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org slash D-A-C and clicking the make a donation button. Thanks again, and we'll see you at church on Sunday.